give us a few seconds as we go into this tonight. Amen. And the Bible says, he, he shall come down to deliver. 
That's the Old Testament. We know now that God has already come down and he died on the cross just for us. But he's talking to Paul the Apostle. Amen. And he's telling us how we combat the enemy in the spirit. That it's not a natural fight with, with guns and, and tanks and ships, but it's a spiritual battle that we cannot see, but we know he's there. But we have a God that stands there for us and is going to fight our battles. But we must know that he is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the word tonight. We thank you. Father, we praise you. Father, we adore you. Father, we come now in your majestic name. We come before you as a humble servant. Father, I ask you, as I always ask you, to hide Glenda behind the cross. Don't let Glenda be, be seen or found in the spirit. I thank you for sound doctrine. I thank you for the living word. I thank you, God, that I stand as an oracle, as in Ezekiel, proclaiming the gospel of truth. The truth. The inner man. God, today, everybody, everybody's gone through things, whether it's marriages, husbands, children, dogs, cats. We've gone through everything. Because, yes, even some of our people, our human people, we love our dogs as our, as our family. So, God, tonight, teach us how to fight a good fight of faith and the faith of the spirit. Man. And God, teach us how to be equipped for the battle. Teach us how to be equipped to the battle in the gospel of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, this gospel was written to the Ephesian church um, because the Ephesian church um, had some issues and he wrote this to the Ephesians to let them know that they were going to go through battle they're going to go through changes it's almost like when you first get saved you run to the house of God you run to prayer you live all you can do but then at a time um there's a time that looks like all hell breaks loose in your life why? Because there's a war. The Bible says there is a warring in my member. There's a warring in my spirit between right and wrong. There's a warring in my members. Sometimes what we eat is what we're not supposed to eat. There's a warring in our members and our family. Because one minute the family likes you and the next minute the family don't like you. Because the enemy likes confusion. There is a warring in our members. And at the end of this chapter, now Paul telling the, the, the Ephesians how 
to combat the enemy in the spirit. Not the natural fight, but in the spiritual fight. So your husband or your wife or your children, you're not in a physical battle where you will tangle and fight and wrestle it and kill each other naturally. But now we step into the realm, in other words, another place in God where there's a war and there's a fight between the flesh and the spirit. And this is where we are. This is a spiritual warfare for the believer. Again, this is a spiritual warfare of the believer. Amen. And this is what that. So let's start at Amen. Ephesians 6 and 10. Paul says to the Ephesians, he said, finally, that word finally means in conclusion. In the conclusion. In other words, he said, having laid before you your high, uh, your calling, and a great doctrine of the gospel. I will now show you your enemy. I hope shall be. God said, here is your enemy. This is your enemy. That who will oppose you? Who will fight you? And you must overcome these things. So, the battle is not a physical battle. Have you ever gone to a football game and you see offense uh, uh, is fighting against the defense? Or whether you uh, play chess and the, you play chess in order to win and you have to rip in the night. Uh, or whether it's just play checkers and the checkers, there's different kinds of checkers. So, there's a, this is a warring. Okay? So, Paul says, in conclusion of the matter, finally, my brother. Finally, my sisters and brothers, my brothers, be strong. Don't whip out, don't fall out, don't get out, but be strong. Be strong, what? In the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So we're not worried about the enemy. He's telling us to be strong in him. Be strong in Jesus. Be strong in the world. Be strong in that that you do know. Finally, my brother, at the conclusion of the matter, at the end of the game, finally, my brethren, be strong. Be strong. Strong. The endunamus. E-N-D-E-N-A-M-O-O. -E to acquire strength. I've got to acquire the strength of God in me. I must be strengthened. I must be enabled and, and able to engage the enemy. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So you're not moving on your mind. You're not moving on what you believe. You're not moving what your mama told you or your daddy told you. 
You're not, you're not moving by what your grandparents told you. But you, the Bible says that you be strong in his, his, his Jesus, his Elohim God, his God. Be is strong in his might. Sometimes we try to move on our mind. Sometimes we move in our own strength, but we try. We move about somebody told you, what somebody said. That's why folks gossip and really don't have no power. Why? Because they're moving in somebody else's thought. They're not moving in the might of God. So we have to move in the power of his might, Jesus' might, the Elohim, the God more than enough, the God of a second chance. The, uh, it, it is his might that we move in. Verse 11 says this. We're engaging the enemy. And here Paul says, this is how we do it. This is how we win the battle. This is how we overcome. These are the tools as believers what that we must have. These are the tools that we need to overcome. Put on. It's almost like you ever put a dress on, a woman, or we dressing. But he says, put on. In other words, put on your drawers, put on your robe, put on your coat. No, but Paul says now, Ephesians, put on the whole armor. Put on half the armor. Put on everything. Stop going to war. You go to war. And everybody got guns and you don't got the gun. You're going to die instantly, baby. Shot somewhere, whether they shoot you in the back, shoot you in the front, shoot you from a distance, but if you have any weaponry, you will die. And strokes then later. So that's why he says this. He says, put on. Put on your weaponry. Put on. The whole armor of God. Don't go out to battle without have everything. Check your gun. Make sure it's clean. Make sure you got weapons in it. Make sure you, you, you took your tactical training. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand. Some of us can't stand. Sometimes we just, we, we, we can't stand God telling you to get up and stand up and go up and grow up. But we're still whipping and crying and worried about what somebody said to you, what somebody did to you, somebody uh, was mean to you, somebody didn't like you. No, he says put on the whole armor of God. Oh my God, my God. Because you are confessing salvation. Come on, prophet. You are. I said be strong. You know, have you ever gone to the gym? You see these guys there, and they have these dumbbells, and they're just lifting the weight. There's pressure against these arms. But these arms are getting stronger. These arms can carry more now. Our thoughts are greater now in God. We press, we press. We, when we press against something, there's a weight on us. It says, put on the whole armor. My 
My God, my God. So if you don't recognize the enemy, how do you know, how can you know whether you're really going to destroy him? Because he's trying to take you out. He's trying to kill you. He wants no residue left behind that you never even existed. That's how much he wants to deprivate and, and destroy your mind, your body, your spirit. Because without your mind, your body, and your spirit, you can walk around like a crazy person and you won't even know what world you're in, what place you're in, what time you're in, what season you Jesus. live in. Why? Because your mind is destroyed. And the enemy, Satan himself, is trying to destroy your spiritual mind. Finally, my brother, Paul says, we're in a spiritual warfare time. We are now in 2021. We are now in a spiritual warfare time. Where homosexuality is running rampant. For little boys wants to tell their mommy, well, I think I'm a boy, but I really think on the inside I'm a girl. This is a spiritual fight. That the enemy is taking to us in the schools, in the churches. When you have keyboard players, this is dainty and gay if they want it be, but they're all get up and play the keyboard. But are they filled with the Holy Ghost? It is a spiritual battle everywhere you go to be, every day. Why? Because Jesus is on his way back. He says, I don't know the day of the hour, but you know he's coming. We previously went to 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 um Timothy third chapter, uh, and he began to talk about all oh, uh, in the last days people then become lovers of themselves more yes. than God. This is the spiritual battle that we are confronting now today in this world, not just the United States alone. Come on, come on. That's why Paul began to tell them that you must be strengthened. That you must be enabled to, to, to sustain even in battle. Because we must stand. We must have the ability to stand against all the enemies my god all the enemies again all the enemies yes whether it's satanic or not the bottom line he says we must stand three great things we must stand as an individual the ability to stand against all of your enemies That's right, all of your enemies we must be able to stand again. So Paul says to the Ephesians, put on the whole armor of God, that we may be able to stand. That's it. That's it. Spiritually stand. Like the standing up right now. God, we want you to spiritually stand up now. No matter what happens to you in your life, whether your husband walked out and left you, 
Whether your husband has got all kinds of things to abuse you. Whether your children's running around and doing anything you that you told them not to do, a Satan has gotten into them. He said, stand against the wild. That wild means the, the tricks of the enemy. The methods, the difficult times, the plans, the strategies of the enemy, the entrapments of the enemy. That tried to ruin our souls. That the enemy is out to destroy our soul. We must stand against the wild. Those wilds are different levels of demonic forces. Sometimes I don't want to talk about this, but it's in the Bible. So it's okay in the Bible. It's okay because there are different levels of demonic forces. So when you first come to Christ and you find these little demons that come to aggravate you and frustrate you and you can't sleep and you don't know what's going on and, and why, because the enemy said, we've got a nerve to give your life to Christ. I'm going to drive you crazy. I'm going to destroy your life. I'm going to kill you. But as you begin to let, you begin to flex your muscles in the Holy Ghost. And how do I flex my muscles in the Holy Ghost? I pray like a mad woman. How do I flex my muscles in the Holy Ghost? I flex in God. One, come on, come on, one day a week, I'm flexing my spiritual muscles. Come on, come on. So I flex. I pray. I read my word. I'm flexing my muscle because the enemy, the wiles of the enemy. So when you start begin to grow in the Lord, that enemy says, well, no matter what I do, they seem like they're still happy. They're still overcoming. But let me go. Let me see what I can do with them. Let me just this make one of those children act like a pure fool. And you just got saved your life right. And you done made up your mind, you ain't gonna cuss no more. You ain't gonna do what you used to do. But all of a sudden that demon then got in that child of yours. And you know what you wanna do, okay? But you begin to flex your muscles and begin to pray, Lord, I thank you. You still with the Holy Ghost. Lord, I find the adversary. No, because I'm flexing my muscles. And that's like the wild of the enemy that when he feels like he can't do nothing to me. Because I'm a buck sergeant. I just started out. So I can't handle that one. So that enemy will shift up to another level. That's why you got to constantly shift up in the spirit realm. Shift up in your prayer. Shift up in your reading. Shift up. Now, because the enemy is constantly will shift you up because he knows he can't do nothing to you on that level. So a lot of the churches now, all they're talking about the money and the finances and millionaires and this and another rock because they can't handle the truth. But there's liars in the pulpit. There's fornicators in the pulpit. There's fornicators right on the front row. There's ushers that full of hell on the front back door. Now, the enemy is out to destroy up the churches and the people of God at all costs. That's why he says, as we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So I ain't 
my children? I ain't fighting with the with the people on the job. It is a spiritual act because God got your back. My God, my God. A weak, weak, weak. What you that that big that little word weak means more than one. Oh, yeah. We in this battle by itself. So we we wrestle. We entangle. We don't give up. We yeah. are too legit to quit. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. Yeah. Come on, come on. Rulers of darkness, principality against ours, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness oh ain't no such a thing as no demons ain't no such a thing but the word of god says it is yeah. way, Holy Ghost. we're resting against something that we can't see we can't see it my god and maybe it's a good thing we can't see it because we thought we'd be the devil keeps us on the run. God knows what we can handle. We don't know, but he knows. But Paul telling us here, this is what's going on. It is not a, a natural fight, but a spiritual fight. Come on, come on. Because you if 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 there was a relic in the spirit, you're fighting spirit. But Jesus has all power. So, 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 why am I going to start here on the level of this, this mortal body? Come on, come on, come on. But the enemy is trying to attack us in the spirit. And most of the time, it's a mind thing. And he's using anybody available. Oh my God. He uses everybody or anybody that's available. The Greek word pale, P-A-L-E, that means wrestle, wrestle or warfare. Only here it refers in warfare in general between saints Mm -hmm. And spirits, come on, come on, come on, who are against God. Come on, come on. Spirit rebels that are against God. That's Satan himself. Spirit rebels that's trying to take us out of our mind. When he can't get your mind, and all of a sudden, everything in your body hurts. Your foot hurts, your toe hurts, your back hurts, your pinky toe hurts. Everything hurts. Why? Because the enemy says, I can't take you out one way. I'm going to take you out another way. Why? Because there are spirit rebels that are coming against God in the spirit realm. Come on, come on. Come on, Richard. That's why Paul said, you got to know who you're fighting. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. This is demonic forces at different levels. Against powers, against 
the rulers of darkness in this world. You mean rulers of darkness of this world really exist? The Bible says that. Again, spiritual wickedness yes. in high places. Yes. You mean that possible? That's what the word says. But but the believers have armor. The believers, God now has bestowed armor that we can practically fight with in the spirit. Not of the natural. But he says this in Ephesians here. 613. Therefore, take unto you, so you say. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor. There's two kinds of armor. There is the defensive armor. Come on, come on. And the defensive armor is armor that covers your body. Yes, it is. Therefore, I take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to, what? Not stand. He said, withstand. That means the enemy is coming after you. Deborah, God's going to get come after the enemy is coming after you. Sandra, God's coming. He says, they're coming after you. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand. He didn't say stand. He said withstand. Jesus, come on, come on, somebody. In the evil day. Now, I don't know if you don't realize it or not, but we're now in a evil day. And having Done all to stand. So no matter what you're going to, Paul tells the Ephesians, in this wicked city, at this wicked time, stand. And he said, after you've done all to you, stand anyhow. Stand with your tears. Stand when you ain't got no money. Stand when your feet hurt. Stand, looks like when all hell breaks through. Stand when your children's not doing in school, doing good in school. Stand because God, the enemy, is, is, is out to take you out. Stand anyway. Stand because God's got your back. I'm, God says, I'm in control. I am the Lord God, God, and I shall protect you. I am the Lord God, God. I shall make you stand no matter what happens. I, I, I surely spoke the world into existence. I can surely take care of you. Stand there for having all to do. Stand. 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 How can I stand against the enemy? The Bible says so. God's given us that power in his word. Yes, that's what the word says. Come on, come on. He says, therefore, Take unto you, talking to you, the pictures, talking to the church today, but take on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand, not stand, to do you can stand and withstand. So that lets me know the enemy is coming after you. 
having done all the evil things, having done all to stay. Jesus, come on, come on. No matter what's going on, us as believers, this is this is the Ephesian church. They've established this church. But these people, this city was picked wicked. This nation now at some point are wicked. Not everybody's wicked. There's some believers. There's some people live by the word of God. And some people are not giving excuses for sin. Sin is just sin. But there's some people that love God with all their life. And Paul said, this is how. This is how we overcome. This is how we live. How do we live in a miserable famine? How do we live well, without food shift? How do we live and people on the streets? How? But Paul said to the Ephesian church, and God calling the people today, stand there for anyhow. Stand with tears in your eyes. Stand when your family's dying left and right with a pandemic. Uh, uh, stand when people being wicked, killing. There's so many. There's been so many killings of people today. Stand therefore. That's what Paul's telling us now to the Ephesian church. God came to the church and to the people of that today. Stand therefore. Again. 14 says this, stand there for. How do I stand when my husband left me? How do I stand when, when, when I ain't no money in my house and when my money's funny, my, my children acting strange, my friends don't talk to me? How do I stand when everything's falling apart? Therefore, having your loins, your loins, your truth, your girl around you with truth. Sometimes the folks, the, the word truth is a dirty word. People will tell you a lie quick and tell you the truth. I'd rather you tell me the truth and not to lie to me. And you're lying because you're thinking you just, you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Tell the truth. Truth. Uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, poets, I love her, is Maya, Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou says, she begins to talk about standing and being truthful, telling the truth. And then he, and he said, and, and she said, uh, uh, we have to stand and be undaunted, unchanged, unmoved, unmovable, in one place, standing and believing God, undaunted. Stand therefore, having your loins go about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. The word righteousness basically means standing in the right standing with God. Righteousness. You must stand in the righteousness of God. You must not lie intentionally, but not lie cheat intentionally, do all kinds of stuff. But he says, stand, having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet, 
15 says this, and your feet shot in your feet. Look at your feet. Let me tell you one thing. If you don't have your feet, if your feet are not functioning, your whole body hurts. I don't care how strong your muscles are. I don't care how much, how you can breathe. I don't care how much you think. Because you know what? When your feet hurt, everything hurts. And it's amazing. Because it's the standard, then he talked about your feet. He <laughs> said, he said, you stand. He said, stand, 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 no matter what happens. Stand, stand, no matter what happens. Stand, stand, I don't care how you feel. Stand, stand, stand in the righteousness of God. Stand in right standing with God. And it says, at your feet. So you go from standing, and then you talk about my feet. Yes, what? It says, and your feet shotted with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 16 says, above all, taking the shield of Wherefore ye stand able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. So you have the you have the capacity by faith. It says in Ephesians, by faith. The, the world's faith. So the same faith that spoke the world into existence now resides in you spiritually. The same faith that spoke the world into existence. The same faith that everything just appeared when God spoke it. The same faith. Hallelujah. God tells us the same faith. Above all. He says above all. Above all. Above, above the standing. Above the feet. Above the righteousness. He says above all. Take a shield of faith. Therewith ye shall be able to quench. This is how you can attack the enemy. By faith. To quench the fiery darts of the wicked. So by faith. The enemy has no power. By faith. The enemy can't do nothing. The enemy just shows uh, uh, sells wolf tickets, we used to say growing up. When we get in, and we would, we would grow up, and I grew up in the projects in Miami on 62nd Street, and the little kids would get out and say, Yeah, yeah, you hit me. Yeah, hit me. You ain't gonna do nothing. You yeah, 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 you hit me. You hit me. You can't do nothing with me. You, you can't. I tell you, hit me. I did. The enemy, you just sell wolf tickets. The enemy will talk to you now. Yeah, you're gonna die soon. Yeah, 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 you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, you, you ain't going to have no money. You're going to be broke. You're going to be tore up from the floor. You ain't got nothing. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take you out. Why? Because he's telling you in your mind. Because if I get your mind, I got everything. If Sorry. I got your mind, you can't go to work. If I got your mind, you can't take care of your kids. If I got your mind, you can't do nothing but lay in your bed and just cry, oh, God, help me, help me, help me. The boss say, wherefore? Ye shall be able to quench. This is how you stop the enemy. This is how quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. You mean there's some wicked people out there? That's what the word said. 
That's what the word said. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench, stop, destroy all the fiery darts of the wicked. The wicked. Some people say no wicked. Everybody's fine. Everybody loves everybody. It's just, it's just the devil. Yes, the enemy is out to destroy you. Why? Because he knows you have the capacity to love and to live and see in one day. 17, Ephesians 16 says this. 17, it says this. And take the whole helmet of salvation. Mm-hmm. You can't do nothing about you can't do anything without the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. If you don't take on the helmet of salvation, I think if you don't give your life to Christ, you just myself, you are walk, you're the walking dead. When you don't recognize God exists. You just walking around without a brain. He said, Preacher, why do you say that? You think the world just got here by itself? We just think some people think there is no God. There will be no thereafter. One or two religions just believe when you die, you just die. That's it. There's no ever happen. There's no God. There's no nothing. We just live here and then at the end of the day we die. That's it. No existence. The 17 says this. And take the whole helmet of salvation. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Take the helmet of salvation is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. So you need that helmet of salvation. And that leads you to the word of God. There are two kinds of armors that the scripture talks about. There is the offensive weapon. And there's only one offensive weapon, which is the sword, which represents the word of God. Every other weapon is defensive. Mm -hmm. I protect my body. I protect my chest cavity. I, I protect the other parts of my body. Come on, come on. Defensively. So when the enemy comes, I am protected. I'm protected defensively with the helmet. For the head and the various forms around me. In other words, if you have the helmet on, you can't be destroyed by a rifle. You can't be destroyed by anything because my my chest, my my body, I'm protected from the enemy. 
everything, every part of it. The helmet. The helmet is for the head and the various parts of the body. The girdle is for the loin that protects the chest cavity of the body. So that daggers and 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 all kinds of things can destroy you, like uh, uh, switch blades and all these kinds of things. You're protected by those things. Uh, the shield of faith mm -hmm. or the shield is often used to protect. Um, the, the solar flex, it says it protects the feet. The shield is to protect the body. Somebody blows. So when the enemy is coming, he's protecting you. Somebody blows. The boots, the feet are the cover. So they want to attack your feet or your legs. It protects the breastplate. So when I come at you on the forward side, I'm protected by the enemy, the organs. Because if some party, parts of your body cannot be replaced, you cannot live without a heart. Okay? You cannot live without certain parts of your body. So God is protecting us uh, uh, defensively, spiritually from the enemy. How this happens through prayer. We must, the Bible says, that actually number 18 says this, praying always. And I hear so many people, oh, don't take all that prayer. You just pray, uh, oh, you just keep praising God. You just keep lifting up. But here at number 18 says, praying always. With all prayer and all supplication. That supplication means I keep begging and supplicating and tugging in his heart. God remember me. God cover me. God hold me. Praying always with all prayer. And supplication and all in the spirit and watching there unto you with all perseverance. Perseverance means never give up. I gotta persevere no matter what happens. Come on, come on. I gotta persevere in the spirit. I don't care what happens around me. As long as there's life in me, we must persevere. Don't give up. Don't give out. Don't join the towel. And if you join the towel, go to the store and buy you another towel. He says, never give up. Persevere. Persevere and supplicate. Persevere and beg God. Persevere 
don't cry. Give up. I can't say don't cry, but after you cry, get up and go again. And for me, that the utterance may be given unto thee, that I may open my mouth. So no matter what happens, persevere. Paul says, he said, and persevere so that I may open my mouth boldly and make known that the mysteries of the gospel. He says, for which I am an ambassador. Ambassador in bonds. That I thereunto, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. So, say you got to speak boldly. And what you speak boldly, you're speaking the gospel of Jesus Christ. No matter what happens, no matter how the enemy attacks you, no matter how the enemy wants to tell you ain't nobody. Nobody, no, but the enemy, and some of us, people are overweighted, and people will, when they see these overweight people are talking about you and all that. Look at here. You are, the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So no matter what we're going through, the enemy's job is to take us out. But the word of God tells us to stand there for. Be prepared. Take on the faith. You can quench the darts of the enemy. You can quench the enemy. You can destroy him. You can take him out by fasting and praying and, and knowing your word of God, learning your word of God, and only read, only say what the word says. What a man say, a woman say, what the word of God says. You put the word on it. I don't care how, how what the doctors say, but the word. The word said, I shall live and not die and declare the works the works of the Lord. No matter how it is not about your feeling. It is about the word of God. It's not about your feeling, but the word, the word of God. From the beginning of the book to the end of the book, the revelation. The word of God is paramount. The word of God will destroy demonic forces. The word of God will take the enemy out. The word of God will destroy the enemy. It'll make him walk like he's bow-legged and don't nobody know that when you put the word on it, put the word of God on your situation. Put the word of God. Find the word of God. And say, God, this is your word. The word told, said, God, it said, God, put me in the remembrance of my word. In other words, God, if the word said it, I believe it. In my tears, in my shortcomings, and I ain't got no money. I might not have no money. I might have no husband. I might have no children. I might, but I got you, God. And because I got you, I got everything. I don't care how I feel, but the word of God moves me. Nothing else, nothing more. We don't move by our feelings. That's what we do. I've had many days in my life. I was moving by my feelings, not the word of God. Because we rip out. We fall out. And we don't get up. 
like the man behind the pool of Bethesda. He waited all these years for somebody coming and help him get in the pool. If he, if he could have, if he just moved one year at a time, he could have got in the pool by himself. The pity got in the, in the place. Husband walked off the lift you and you can't, you think you can't live. The only thing you can't live with, live without is the word of God. We have pity parties in our mind. We have pity parties in our spirit. I don't care how pretty you look. I don't care how much you got. The bottom line, the enemy plays tactic, tick tack toe with your mind. Tick tack, tick tack, tick tack. Can people get sleep at night? These demons run rapid in your spirit. These children drive you crazy. You gotta put your children in the hands of God and keep them moving. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep reading your word. If you can't get to church, I'll you open your Bible and take your scripture and God teach me your word. Teach me your precepts. Get a Bible. Get a dictionary. And if you have to uh, 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 write down everything you don't understand, and God teach me to understand your word. Get in search in a, in a Bible believing church that's going to teach the gospel to you. Not no uh, no, get rich, Steve. You gotta get the word of God, cause God says He shall. Oh God. God says He shall yes. supply all of your needs. When I do what God calls, you got to find where you call God calls you to be, and you work that thing, and you work it, and you work it. You tell God, I'm doing what you called me to do, and God's gonna bless you, cause He said He shall. Jesus shall supply. All of my needs according to his riches by Christ Jesus. Not lotto. Not feminine scamming. Poor hopping. Bisexual. Transsexual. I gotta make the money to take care of my children. He said, No, I shall supply all of your needs when you give your life to Christ. And if you're backslidden, get up. Dust yourself up. Go back and wheel again. I have a friend from Jamaica. She said, come and let's wheel again. Get up. Get up from your dirt. Get up from your whoremongers. Get up from doing all kinds of things. Get up and go back to God and say, God, forgive me and move on with your life. People don't make you happy. Money don't make you happy. Children love you. But if they don't love you, that's all right. You've got a God to glorify. We've got to do what God called us to do. We're living in end times. We're living in times. I've never seen so many crooked teachers. Crooked teachers. Whoremongers, witchcraft workers in the church. That is not God. But in new season, he said, take now. All you got to do is what God called you to do. My God. So the Bible says this for a man shall so, that shall so reason. Some of them demons right now walking in a circle, they got no way. You know what? Because they've done all kinds of stuff. 
never knew so much witchcraft lived in the South Carolina. There's so much witchcraft in South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, all these backward places in here. Witchcraft, they come to South Carolina, North Carolina, and parts of Georgia, call themselves to put hexes uh, and demons and all this stuff. But in new season, if you don't think not, you ought to be worried about stuff and things. When you got Jesus, you got more than enough. When you got Jesus, no demon, no hell, no body. I don't care who in your house, out your house. Keep Jesus in control. You play with God long enough, it'll come back. It ain't take nowhere. It's so you're going to reap it in heaven and reap it in hell. But it says, for a man, so. That's so he shall reap. Right. So if you're four months around, that so shall reap. But if you sow good seeds, that so shall reap. You only control of who you are. You can't make your children do nothing. You can tell them about Jesus, but they gotta receive it for themselves. Paul giving us the tools to fight the enemy. The only offensive weapon right here in Ephesians is the Word of God. And that's why you have to know that you know that you know the Word of God. The only offense. Every other weapon, and this Ephesians chapter, the only offense that you have is the Word of God. If you don't know the Word of God, some people say, oh, all I need to know is a little scriptures and just praise God. No, the only offensive weapon that you can beat the devils behind with is with the word of God. It's the only offensive weapon. So if you don't know the word of God, you don't have an offensive weapon. Every other weapon, other weapons are defensive weapons to protect the body, to protect the mind, to protect the feet, to protect the belt. But the only offensive weapon is the word of God. That's why you got to know your word for yourself. Because the preachers out there are twisting the word for their advantage and make your and allow your, your your yourself go to hell because you didn't know your word for yourself. So they'll money make you, they'll shake you, they'll beg you, no nothing, no finances, and they won't go on to the next target. Why? Right? Because you don't know the word of God. Yes, you must pay your time. If you don't have a preacher, you don't have a pastor, then you go find somebody to give it to her, give it to TV and give it to somebody. But once you belong to a church, a Bible-believing church, the people that are preaching and teaching the gospel, 
and living what they preach. You sit up under the ministry that God has called you to go to and know your word. So you cannot be twisted, fake, fake, offended, descended, and, and you don't know what happened. But when you love, you left home, you had money, but when you come back, you broke as a, a, a $18 bill and you don't know what happened. Your children have no food to eat and you say, I don't know what happened. And then they call you and say, I don't, I need so-and-so to pay. No, then you paid your money off and you can't take it back. No, you cannot fuck up with folks that are not preaching the, the un unadulterated gospel. And if they're not, run for your life and ask you, God, to refer you to a pastor, a leader that's preaching and teaching and living the word of God. Again, if you are a new, a, a believer, find a church, pay your tithes, pay your offering. But if you feel that God wants you to go to well, you ask God, don't get up and move. Because sometimes we move out of God's timing. And the only offensive weapon in season six and ten of down is the word of God. And the enemy doesn't want you to know the word of God. And I don't want to feel scripture. The Bible says the leaven the whole loaf. So I gotta know the all the whole Bible. Just don't like the scriptures you like. There's the scriptures that make you happy. I don't I don't want to get in the scriptures that I can jump up and down and jump and jump and jump and jump. The scriptures that gonna tell you how to live right. And all those scriptures that tell you, well, it's all right to fornicate as long as you give me. You know, the word of God is all is true all by itself. You want the whole book. Is this one all? Do you say all the faith? What about the holiness? What about the righteousness? What about the forgiveness? What about the gentleness? What about the long suffering? God wants us to have the whole concept of who He is joy, happiness, long suffering. You can't get into heaven when you have all nine gifts, but then you all want the, you, you want the gifts. That you like, but the gifts you don't like. That doesn't work like that. That's why Paul said, put on the whole armor. You gotta have everything. Then you become that ambassador that Paul talks about. Now I'm a citizen of heaven. I've taken up my, my citizenship in heaven. I'm an ambassador of Christ. I am an ambassador. 19 says again, let's go this again. 19 says this, this, this. And for me, all talking about. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me. That this word might become unto me, unto me, that I may open my mouth 
I open my mouth as a believer boldly and make known a mystery of the gospel. I open my mouth as a preacher. I open my mouth as a believer because now I'm an ambassador for Christ. But because I am equipped, I am equipped with the whole armor. God has everything. You can't like the ones you like and the ones you don't like. It says here, let's go back, I have all of this. Verse 16, it says, above all, Paul talking, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith thee shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. This is how you attack the enemy. How? By faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. He's talking about the faith to attack the enemy. He's talking about faith to get your money, faith to have a new car, faith to have a new... He said this, that's what he said. He said, and take the whole, the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But he says again, you see, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith that ye shall be able to quench the fairy guard of the wicked. It's not about no faith to get no car, faith no house, faith to be a millionaire. He says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery dart of the wicked. Right here in Ephesians 6 and 10. Uh, he's talking about right here the quenching of, uh, of enemy. Right here, this part is talking about faith. Now, in other places, talk about faith, so, uh, the, uh, the, the, the forming the world, uh, or different kinds of faith. But right in this scripture, he's talking about the faith that you can quench, you can stop the enemy. You can stop, you can quench the fiery darts of the wicked. As a believer, you have that power to take the shield of faith wherein ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. That's how what God's teaching us tonight. How we can uh, we have the faith right here to do what God has called us to do and to know that the weaponry of our warfare as a believer when you take on the armor of God as a believer, this is our weaponry. This is how we stand. This is how we 
overcome. This is how that we stand in the word of God. That's why he was talking about being an ambassador. So when I'm an ambassador for another country, let's say I am from the United States, but now I'm an ambassador and I can go to another country. I keep all the, the citizenship of my country, but I'm living in another country. So we are ambassadors, okay? In another country, in another place, in the realm of the spirit. And these are the attributes of the same so that we can quench every fiery demonic force, everything that sent out to destroy us, everything that sent out to block us, kill us spiritually. Financially, socially, we have the capacity as a believer to quench, stop the enemy, help on in the word of God. Because we have our defensive protection in our Lord. Again, but the only offensive weapon, if you don't know your word of God, you have no offense. If you don't know the word of God, you have nothing to attack the enemy with. You only a few scriptures. You need to know your word. Because when you know your word, you know him. And when you know him, you can't live any other kind of way. You can't, when you know him, you can't cuss like that. When you know him, you can't continue to fornicate, do all kinds of things. You can't, I think you, you are a woman and you are a man. Why? Because you know him. And you know him how? Through his word. Because people will hoodwink you, deceive you, do all kinds of things because they want to take from you emotionally, spiritually, financially. But when you know your work and when you live like God wants you to live, some people are purposely sin, and sometimes people sin simply because they don't know that. But what you do again and again, and you know the way, you know you go to hell. There's only two elevators, hell or heaven. But here in Ephesians 6, Paul's telling this church, like I said, which was a huge, uh, huge city, huge, and they were full of people of all different conversations, Jews, Gentiles, Ethiopians. Uh, uh, I think it was the same city where they had this, this goddess named Athena that she, they had all kinds of sexual orgies and stuff like that. But 
God all saying to us now tonight. We can't display anymore. We don't know the day or the hour. But you know what? I know for the surety that God's on his way back. We have a choice. We have a choice to do, do right. Oh, we have a choice to do wrong. It's up to you. We can't play with we can't play with the Lord. We can't play and get by and use an excuse to sin when you know better. When you don't know better, that's different. But when you know better and you choose to walk in disobedience, when you choose to lie and cheat, when you choose to do things that you know it's against, against the will of God. It's not God. It's not God. That's not God. And that's why I love, I love Timothy. You don't have to go there. I'm just going to repeat it so you'll know. It says this. This sounds like today. This know also that in the last days perilous times will come. Perilous. Lovers. Lovers of themselves more than loving God. Covetous. Bolsters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient. Unthankful. Unholy. Without natural affection. Truth makers. Liars. Uh, 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 fierce, high-minded, displeasures, heady, rash, lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, denying the truth of God. But God's given us the power in Ephesians 6 and 10. Know your weaponry and know that God loves you and he forgives us for all our sins. Father, I thank you tonight for the word of God. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. God, I, I, I gave you the word that you gave me in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for everybody that will hear it or hear it here. That we must love God with all our minds. We must love God with all our strength. And not just love him, but live according to his word. For you in Isaiah 6 said this, Holy, holy, the whole earth is full of your glory. And God, I believe that your word is true. God, help us. Even myself. God, I repent. And I repent before the station. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank God for the word today. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Line unmuted. 
Amen. We thank God on tonight and for a mental prayer on tonight. For those who are tuning in, tune in, amen, every uh, Tuesday night, amen, for a Thursday night for a mantle of prayer, amen. And that's the prophetess Linda Lane, amen. For those who want to connect with us, contact the number is uh, 636-422-0344, 1-636-422-0344. And then call us throughout the week and um, check or just text us, ask us when the, uh, the next season is on um, throughout the week. Amen. For those who want to uh, sow into the ministry, amen. Just check out our website. Go to our website. E-R-W-W-E-L-I, Prophetic Shift Podcast Network, amen, and uh, forward slash um, podcast network. So when you get a chance, amen, just tune in or follow us, amen, also on E-L-R, Prophetic Shift on YouTube. So we definitely are looking forward and we thank God for uh, the word on tonight. Uh, stay tuned, amen, this Sunday morning. On Sunday morning, man, we have our speaker, guest speaker, amen, which is Pastor Franklin Goffin, and that'll be on Sunday morning and on Sunday evening at uh, 8 o'clock, amen, we'll have, amen, Dr. Jerome Williams, amen, on Saturday Night Raw. So, guys, y'all do not want to miss this. Y'all don't want to miss this move, and we're excited about what God is doing in this season on tonight. So we're getting ready to close out on tonight. For those who are listening and tuning in on tonight, please, amen, and share this page. Share uh, Eagles Life Restoration Ministry. Share it, amen, and they will be blessed. Amen. God bless you, and good night. God bless you. God bless you. See you next Get ready, Saints. Apostle Erica Robinson, founder and CEO of ELR Prophetic Shift Podcasting Network has put together an all-star lineup that will have you praising and shouting as the truth from the Spirit of God is released. Now mark your calendars and prepare yourself on Sundays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Apostle Erica Robinson will be coming forth with Sunday Morning Manna. And on Tuesdays, At 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Pastor Jack Holman will take us to the river in God's Word. And on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the main course is served by Chief Apostle Rodney Tate in Apostolic Alignment. And for dessert, on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Prophetess Glenda Lane will cover you in a mantle of prayer. Now you're just a phone call away from your blessing. So call in. The number is 
636-422-0344. Again, that's 636-422-0344 on the days and times given. I promise you, you won't regret it. For more information, contact us at ELR Prophetic Shift dot dot com forward slash podcast network see you there